I am in 1080. I am in 1080. Are you shiny? Am I shiny? I'm good. I think I need a haircut, DK. Yeah, I do too. We should go to our favorite barber. We should go to our favorite barber, man. (laughs) Is he even in here right now? That's the real question, DK. Is he even in here? I don't know. Let's see. Yeah, look at that. He is. He's in here. Ah. Favorite barber. There we go. Like that. He says, the favorite barber says, I'm I'm hair and on time. <laughs> you know how some stuff just come to you like that, DK? Like, that's just easy. That's just, I'm hair and on time. You know yeah. what else is on time, man? Because I see the red box in the top left. Mm-hmm. That is the bell, DK. If you let me know when and how. I know how to. Tell me when to hit the that bell. That would be about now. That would be about now? All right. Mm-hmm. Three, two. That's the bell. And welcome to the Ramon Foster Show on this lovely Monday, June 5. He's Ramon in Hendersonville, Tennessee. I'm Dan Kovacevic in downtown Pittsburgh from DK Pittsburgh Sports. And Ramon, how was your weekend? Weekend was solid, man. Uh, A lot of travel, uh, some baseball, and I actually got some opportunity to watch some baseball, too. We were talking about the Pirates before we came on, man. We definitely were. And mm-hmm. it's, it's funny how that just now comes up in casual <laughs> conversation. That's actually going to be our lead topic for the day. Not the Pirates themselves, not the yeah. Penguins. It's a Steelers show. But just in general, who might be the next most promising, most exciting team in town? That's something that, that comes up a lot. It's one of those barroom discussions, it you is. know? It is. And, it, and, and, and generally speaking, Moan, like, one person, like there's three people having this discussion. One of them is an expert on one team, and the other two are expert on the other two, and they just duke it out. They just duke it out. No, no doubt about it, man. We're talking about the Penguins and Steelers been experts, and the other one's like, no, no, look at us, and they're the Pirates right now, DK. I was messing with you. I was like, I saw the Pirates had a delay this weekend, and you said, yeah, they won five in a row, and we mm-hmm. went that route for a second. I was like, hey, because the sports guy in me, don't like to celebrate accomplishments as often because I'm like, all right, if I brag too much, then, hey, that means that the target on our back is a little bit hotter, right, DK? But you said, nah, they're not, playing Oakland. Not in these next three <laughs> games, no. The Oakland Athletics are 12 and 49. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean, you know, they never win. It means yeah. they win one out of six. So it's not unreasonable to expect – Oakland to lose all three. Although in baseball sweeps aren't as casual as maybe the Pirates might have made it look over the weekend in sweeping the Cardinals, you know. Right. But it's it, it's fun though, you know. Uh, fishing for Trout says that Kutch is pushing for two thousand hits. Kutch is three hits away. Oh wow! Uh, Kutch is having a really good season. That's fun. That gets people excited. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we had that that same energy for a lot of years up until this past one with the Penguins when they missed the playoffs for the first time in 17 years. That's they had the longest active playoff streak wow. in all of professional sports. Yeah. So when people ask me, because I cover all three teams, it's actually mm-hmm. one of the more common questions I get is which is going to be the next team that you know does jumps. The, makes the jumps, makes the yeah. big move. And my answer every single time is the Steelers. Yeah, really? I, that it, it just it just is because I I 
A, like what they see, and B, I recognize how easy it is in the National Football League to just whoop, change what? the script. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's fascinating you say that because I've been getting some uh, hockey knowledge and stuff like that, right? As far as the draft this year, Chicago Black Sox or Blackhawks? Blackhawks, yep. Blackhawks won the, uh, the draft, right? Run the lottery draft. And the draft and the, is right in your backyard. It is. This we'll be year. down there at the end of the month in Nashville. It's June 28 and 29. The Blackhawks pick first. They're going to take a young man who is out of this world named it's, Connor Bedard. Yes. The Penguins will be picking 14th. And the Penguins, well, who else picked 14th in the draft this year in Pittsburgh? Uh, <laughs> the Steelers. There we yeah. go. There what we go. Is this guy, and I got to ask you because you're, you're, you're a savant of, of hockey. This guy, is that really that good, supposed to go number one overall? You know, the only thing that he doesn't have going for him is he's not super big. Okay. okay. He's, also, he's also not really small either. So uh, Connor Bedard is a, is a scoring machine slash freak. I, I, I don't know if he's going to be on one of those generational types like we saw with Sidney Crosby, Connor McDavid. Uh, but what you're what you're seeing is is somebody who's going to be it, it's going to be the start of something special when his name is called down there at Bridgestone Arena for sure. It's okay, you said something that's, that's uber fascinating too, and I kind of want to push back a little bit unless you explain to me how DK. Okay, you said football is one of those sports and where you can see a turnaround quicker than other sports. I'd push back. Oh, I no, yeah, I think it takes longer in football. I think okay. and and and. The most instantaneous turnaround to me, I think, happens in basketball. Because, okay. yeah, I wasn't counting that. Because yeah, okay, we okay, we don't have a basketball. Yeah, when you're, yeah, when you're talking about five players, uh, almost, you know, five starters, everything can happen faster. Yes, it can happen fast. And one guy, I, I mean, I, LeBron James, right? He switched mm-hmm. Cleveland around in a matter of just moments. He oh, goes he to Miami. Walk through the door. Yeah. Exactly. And I think, like you said, the numbers suggest the f- basketball is. You get three out of five of basketball players, yeah, you're going to win. I, in football, you need out of the 11 DK, We so I say you need at least three OL. You got a quarterback that's four. Uh, two wide receivers, six out of the 11 DK is what we're looking for. To be studs, to be dudes, to get you over the edge. Are you seeing that right now, either side of the ball, when it comes down to this Steelers team this year? Because I can look at it and say I expect right tackle to still stay steady. I think right guard and center will be steady. Left guard, left tackle. But we got three of the five, right, DK? Mm-hmm. Quarterback should be better. We got two wide receivers. That's six. I and a running back is bonus, and a tight end is a double bonus in this too. I can see how you can think that be the case, but I look at it and also say, well, this has also been what about three years of of build up to get to this point. If we're being honest about it, right? Twenty twenty mm-hmm. Ben's last year, last year was the first year of Kenny Pickett, and we look at it and we kind of say to ourselves, okay, this should be a lot better. Well, twenty twenty one, right? So twenty twenty one, yeah, pounds did twenty. That's the, that's the way I remember that one. So this has been a three-year buildup to get to this point of being competitive, DK. Is that where we are? And is that a quick turnaround for you? Three well, the years. Turn, the, the turnaround that the Steelers are, are attempting to engineer comes with the biggest asterisk of all in football, and that is having to change a quarterback. Okay. Uh, that is – everything stops in a, okay. in a way. 
uh, your draft process ceases to be a normal draft process because all you're doing is trying to engineer your way into getting the quarterback that you want in the first round. Okay. Yep. So that right off the bat is we can't go address a need. We can't do this. We can't, we got to get a quarterback. All of the Steelers focus when they came back from Ben's retirement was got to get a quarterback, no secret, no nothing. The fact that they spend as much time they did with Malik Willis tells you all you need to know about that process. They were going to get a quarterback. So now the rest of it comes in with, you know, it does take time. You're right. However, we do see teams in the NFL go this is and this was my point earlier. Okay. Go from two and fourteen to twelve double digits. Four. Yeah, or something in that range because of the space that's afforded in the salary cap. If you stink and you stink while you're spending too much money, you're out of your mind. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Um, I, I mean, we know somebody like that. We got a, a cousin in the AFC North like that. I do believe that's the case. <laughs> Cleveland Browns have done that for years. And I guess I'm, I'm snake bitten in that, though, DK, mm-hmm. because I have seen them be just uber rich with talent. I've seen yeah. them draft early in the draft. I've seen them pay a lot of money when it comes down to their free agency. So go ahead. Yeah, this is a great point here by, by Pittsburgh fan 412. says, only thing, Moan. Draft picks in hockey take in baseball take years to get yeah. to the bigs. In the NFL, they just show up and play. That's so true. That's uh, the, that is, you can have guys, you make a draft, you can have a draft class, you can have three, even four guys just start right away. This team might have that. Yeah, that's very true. You're 100% correct on that one, DK. And and I guess the, the minor leagues for uh, the NFL is college, essentially. Like, and that's one thing and you're older. Yeah. And, and you're older. That's the one thing I will say when it comes down to the watching the way the Steelers do stuff. Uh, if you're young and talented, you're going to play for the most part, for the most part, you will play. If it amounts to a, your ability to be mature, body is hardened for it. And just the understanding of mistakes and being able to move past them as a pro a whole lot faster. That's one thing you do have to learn coming into the NFL as a young, talented guy. But, being 20-year-olds, you know this. You've seen them talk about this, right, DK? Coach mm-hmm. Tomlin love the 20-year-olds when it comes down to their growth. That means I got them out of college early enough to turn them a pro, but they also are way more advanced than what college was at their age. I've seen numerous guys be really good pros when it comes down to the way the Steelers operate that. Yeah, that's the the, the juju thought process, which is that we're going to get them so young uh, you know, the way he came out of college, you just say, you know, we're, we're going to work with him. We're going to mold him into something that's high at a higher level than where we think we drafted him, which, of course, uh, was in the second round. I just my, my general thought here, Moan, is, yeah, I, I believe that this team is is poised for both immediate and longer term success, depending on the position and everything. But I think there's a nice convergence here, meaning TJ is still in his prime. Uh, Minka is yeah. entering something. I don't know very much in his prime as well. <laughs> yeah. And and Cam is still here yeah. playing well. So I, I, I look at this more than anything else as there's just a nice – and the Kenny salary cap thing. Yeah, that matters, DK. Young okay. quarterback, cheap quarterback means cheap we can spend. quarterback can still spend. They can still go get another guy. They can still yeah. go get an inside linebacker. We're not even necessarily looking at something that's, you know, some kind of done deal. Kevin Hertzog says, in what sport does depth matter most? 
All of them. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah, all of them. Doesn't. <laughs> or it depends on which which player or which position is injured. Because I could say what does it matter most, uh, and I would put basketball last because if yeah. a, if a power forward went out and we got somebody else and play similar to him, but not as much effectiveness of them. But I got my point guard, shooting guard, and I got my wing. I'm good to go. You know what I'm saying? Like in football, I personally think it matters the most because one hiccup in an 11 man chain gang of operation ruins the entire spectrum of like or the entire outlook of the team that's why i think the separator for me comes in and and let's speak about like depth it's one thing to have depth right kevin but it's one thing to have quality depth i think that's why mr Trubisky was re-signed that's why when you look at this offensive line group right now there's a plethora of guys that say even if let's go dan moore and dotson get benched but they don't get cut and they still make the team oh. isaac goes out you still had guys that are start a qua- qua- I mean, uh, start a quality plug and play, plug and play. Uh, but but the one position where it hurts you the most, the one that it hurts you the most is quarterback. Any other position? Not this year. Good. I don't, don't want to be that guy here. But yeah, look, if, yeah. If Kenny goes down, you know, you don't have a situation where you're going, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, but 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 the it's thing not that, good. But it's not it's not the end of the world. I, I say this for the folks, of course. Uh, and Mitch kind of took some strays when he came in and started, and everybody's like, "Oh, he's Chicago's old quarterback." And you had those conversations. I think you're much better reserved, or you, you you're in a much better space when it comes down to thinking about uh, uh, Mitch Trubisky starting a stretch of games instead of the entire season. We've gotten past that starter part with him so far, right, DK? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no question about that here. Uh, before we go into break here, the Norseman wants to rain all over everything and says, every time I get excited for this season, I remember that we have Matt Canada. I know we're not winning any playoff games. I'm not going to lie. I, that happens to me on occasion as well. It just does. He's been I mean, obsolete in my man. thinking. That's not on me. That's not on I, you. I know. You You got a little, little, that's little, on him. little little BCS, man. A little battered Canada syndrome. That's all it is. He's beating you down. <laughs> Little BCS, that's all. You're better. You're beating down, DK. When we come back, the only segment that matters. Other than some battered Canada syndrome is all of Hey Mall. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores, track the latest stats, chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. We had a a couple people through that opening segment who weren't all that pleased to hear about teams that aren't the Steelers. I got a story to share with you. On uh, this past Friday night, when the Pirates were in the middle of the earlier stages of this five-game winning streak. David Bednar, who's a local kid, mm-hmm. born up in Butler County, is the Pirates' closer. It comes out uh, to the – they play renegade for him. It's, it's kind of like a yeah. running joke because you, you've heard about this, right? Yeah. And it's just like because he's the local kid. It's, it's a nod to the Steelers. It's not like some uh, mental giants have been pointing out, trying to steal the Steelers stick or whatever. It's, it's not anything like that. They're, they're yeah, actually, no. it's, it's, they're, he's a Steelers fan. They're, they're paying, okay? Absolutely. Respect. All right. So 
he comes out. It was free shirt Friday, which it always is at PNC Park. I like these, that. These gold shirts. Okay, Pittsburgh gold. Okay, yep. actual Pittsburgh gold. And totally spontaneously, as he's coming out, the game was really exciting. Pirates were down 5 nothing. Now they were up 7-5. And the place just takes these shirts and starts doing this. I have it on video. I'll show it to you when we're done. Yeah. It's incredible. The whole stadium's doing this, okay? Like, nobody said, hey, wave your shirts or anything it's like that. Natural. How many times do I got to say it, Moan? It's the yeah. only city. Same first name, yeah. same set of colors. It's the yeah. only city that has that. The three teams are like one around here. If you want to separate them, you're showing your non-Pittsburghness. Yeah, you you are. And you've actually been big on this, DK, when it comes down to what Pittsburgh is and what the representation of it is. You've stood firm in that, and that right there publicly shows that, right? I see Lenny Peters picked up on the BCS right oh, there. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, 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 it's not an opinion when you see that happen. Yeah. There's no other city that that scene could happen in. And you know what? Hey. I've even had other people too, you know, say that of other fan bases. Only, only city that every color matches when it comes down to sports, it's the only one. and that matters too. Yeah, it's the that only matters. one. It's the only city where where all the teams wear the same colors. And now we're going to have a bunch of people trying to come up with responses for this, and they're not going to have any. But but, but go right ahead. <laughs> no, uh, Ken says we need a basketball team. You're no. not going to have one. Not I one don't here. know that. Although I did see uh, Silver talking about expansion. I think they're going to go back to Seattle. I'm not sure where the other Seattle team wants is. Them. Yeah. Oh, and they probably deserve it too, right? Yeah. And especially now they have an arena and everything else. If the Son- if the- they re- recreate the Sonics, I guess, and put them in there with the Kraken in that, in that building, a spectacular oh, building. Only issue I have is, is history that's in Oklahoma because they took all of that with them and just renamed it and changed location. Does that supersonic history go back to Seattle if they do? You know what I'm saying as far as franchise because at yeah, that you point, mean like that Cleveland arrangement. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like Cleveland or the way the Titans turned into the Texans, but the Texans got a new name, Houston. Mm-hmm. So, oh no, you're going the other other direction. Actually, it was the Oilers that turned into the Titans. Is right. what you're thinking of? <laughs> yeah, I know, but like a new team was crafted in Houston. Oh yeah, they just said so no. they have no home team. Essentially, those older guys from the um, from the the, the Oilers, the Oilers days. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, let's uh, let's see what we got here today. Uh, Michael comes in with, uh, I think Matt Canada and Glenn Thomas can come up with a good playbook. Notice how he has to throw Glenn Thomas in there because Canada couldn't do it himself. I like Canada's run plays, and that's coming from someone who wanted his head on a pike. Wow. <laughs> Double limb. Jeez. Uh, good assessment there, man. I know this. Uh, Coach Tomlin and his staff has always have always collaborated right. Um, I think we see that right now with Coach Austin, right? We see that also with them bringing in different coaches to, you know, get their their bearings in the NFL a little bit more. Uh, I don't think there should be any pride because more than anything, DK, and we've kind of alluded to this, if Canada doesn't get right, he's going to get left behind next year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no question about that. I mean, I think this is a, this is a make or break for him here. Uh, I have a couple people snapping at me about the basketball. Why not basketball in Pittsburgh? Uh, Barber says Pittsburgh is high on the expansion list. Um, we are already among the smaller uh, cities slash corporate markets to have three teams. Okay. Yeah. You, we, we can't sustain a fourth. It, the sport has nothing to do with it. 
Also, the Penguins have 100% control of their arena, and I mean 100%. And the NBA does not like entering those situations. The same is true in the reverse. The NHL doesn't like going into situations where the NBA team controls 100%. So does that Mm. make sense? Yeah, it's not it a does. shot at the NBA or whatever else here. Randy says we have a soccer team. What's their color? The minor league Riverhounds are black and gold. Wow, exactly the same. In fact, they even have the Pittsburgh flag in their crest. Uh, I got one I want to bring up from our guy Twiz DK. This is a good conversation piece right here too because I think it's a little bit deeper than this. Our guy Twiz said this, not trying to be divisive, so I know where you're coming from. This is a conversation. That's what this podcast is about. He says, not trying to be divisive, but the divide in Pittsburgh getting a basketball team is racially split. There's a good-sized African-American community here, without a doubt. I will say this too. You also look at the crowd, Twiz. Most of the crowd at NBA games are mostly Caucasian. The support and bloodlines of it, for sure, is African-American. The history of it, too, but ticket buyers, uh, for the most part, even in Atlanta, even in, let's go to L.A., uh, predominantly black like spots, Washington, Washington D.C., Detroit. Uh, business side of it is always going to trump anything else. Like Memphis may be the most purest basketball city in the game because they don't have any other pro teams. Yep. And that one is a mostly white crowd, too. So I know where you're coming from in that conversation, but I don't think A matches B in this one. No, and, and on top of that, is you know, it, money is a big part of it. What was the one thing that I mentioned? It was the corporate dollar. Corporate dollar. Okay. All right, yeah. so I, we don't need to get into a great big discussion here yeah. on, on socioeconomics and everything, but I think we have a pretty good idea of where – you know, on which side of the racial divide yeah. most of the money is. And that that's that's a big part of this. It just that's unfortunate. Yeah. But it's true. Actually, you look around other than, you know, you, you'll see a lot of African-Americans at Steelers games. Yeah. You'll see a lot at Pirates games. Yep. Okay. In, uh, hockey. In, <laughs> 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 Where is it in hockey? <laughs> uh, not much. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, my, uh, some of those Saturday Night Live skits. Do you remember? Yeah, <laughs> okay. I just heard about those. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where uh, you go? Okay, yeah, what, what was the what was the line? Was something about play that hockey or what's that? Yeah, hockey yeah. It was like from that. Chance Rappers. Like, ex- explain that hockey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, I just heard that this morning. That's crazy, DK. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, I just it was... heard it this morning when it broke down. I, I, I want to get to some DK, and I've been seeing it pop up numerous times today mm. during this show, man. And maybe you can give me a little bit. Maybe we can dive in a little bit more. But What's it that? comes from, uh, not sure if you unchecked it, but it is the conversation around as I find it really fast. Oh, here we go. Todd Mayberry. Go ahead. You ready? Uh-huh. Hey, Moan. Do you think Dotson is throwing shade about Jones starting because he's feeling the heat for a job? DK, I saw this coming around four times, and I've been meaning to get to it. I need context to this one because I didn't hear it. I'll say this from a veteran stance. Um, Is there any conversation uh, around like, hey, we see stuff differently than public? We see stuff differently differently from journalists? Uh, Maybe he's a little raw. Maybe he, you know, have been told you better earn it. Uh, as far as Dotson saying he's not going to start. But it's hard to keep a first round off the field, DK. It is. It is. Here, Here's context, okay? Kevin Dotson has been saying yes to every interview everywhere, okay? Uh, and that includes in the locker room. Uh, I'm 
grateful for that. So I'm not about to knock it. Okay. You saw the amount of time that I've spent with him in these OTAs. Uh, He has also done various other things, podcasts and so forth. And on one of those, he said that he, he believed that it's going to be hard for Broderick Jones to start. Now, immediately, you, you know, you can start taking that as, oh, my goodness, look what he's saying. He's saying that that kid doesn't deserve to start, and I do. Okay, A, people, they don't play the same position. No, they don't. Okay, so if he's saying that Broderick Jones isn't going to start, he's showing support for a guy who's been his mate for years mm-hmm. in saying that Dan Moore probably will. I can tell you that there's a strong sense in that locker room and above that locker room that they are not burying Dan Moore. I've been saying this for weeks and months, and I will say it even now that Jones is here and even now that, you know, Chooks has the million-dollar deal on the right side. Yeah. Okay? Where this goes, I don't know. It's going to be fascinating, but they have Dan Moore playing both tackles. For Dotson to say that, Moan, please help me out on this, is just him shooting straight. I will never hold that against anybody. Yeah, no doubt about it. Rolling anyone under the bus. With that context, I believe in it. This is what what what, this is what I've always been. When I have my wolf pack, my pack, the guys I was playing with, I went to bat for them at all times. Uh, understanding that both those guys are being put in similar situations, Dotson and Moore. Uh, it, it, it's just, hey, why should I be quiet? The business has exposed me, and I'm going to say what I feel at yes, this point. and that's all he's doing right now. And, and and I think it's fair for him to, you know, go to bat for Dan Moore, uh, but it's also Dan Moore's battle to fight, too. Uh, and I know he will. The best thing I would say on this end of it, too, as far as Dan Moore and Broderick Jones, say nothing. Because the moment you do, it heats up even more. And no matter what, DK, at the end of the day, they're still teammates. Okay? Until Dan Moore is not in Pittsburgh or whatever shakes out, shakes out when it comes down to who starts at left, it's best for those two let everybody else talk around them and them not say anything. Moan, at the Get-Go Cafe and Market, quality is at the core of every menu item. Three expert chefs, as William Jerry's points out down there, Three expert chefs Mm -hmm. fine-tune every detail so that every sub, burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for what they call craveability. Yep. Order your favorite entry at the Get-Go Cafe and Market today. Better believe it. I'm trying to look here. I think I might have gotten his name wrong. Is that Jarlis? Jarlis. Jarlis, William Jarlis. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Um, I would agree with this, my guy Mark. It's a professional battle. There is no shade. Yeah, who do you want him to do? You want him to duke it out on the field, but then be all super nice off? No, man. Yeah, yeah, no, a- absolutely. Uh, everything he everything he thought he was working toward got upended. Just, and this is the other straight. portion of it for Dotson to me. Dotson talking about somebody else's position. He has his own battles, and that's the thing that he he has working for him too. Is he's in that same fight for him too, and also um, <laughs> it's gonna be spicy. Because none of this matters, DK, no matter how good they look until they get to camp and they get put under the fire with pads on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, here, Brian points out here, the problem is, get this up here, that Moore makes only $1 million the next two years. Dotson makes almost $3 million this year. Yeah, but you're not cutting them. The salary cap has gone up. Backup roles have gotten a little bit more expensive. 
I, I we said that a little while back, DK, and it still holds true. And I think it's fair to remind people the old prices of a backup getting like 500 grand, 400 grand, no mas. Minimums are getting closer to a million. So if a guy's got three years in the league, his minimum is probably above a million. Yeah, Antoine says, hey, Moan, it's not what he's saying. It's how it's received. I hope the young guy took it the right way. Just keep on working hard. Do you, Moan, help me out here. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. rookie isn't going to get tormented in that position? This I was is gonna, normal. Please, please. I was, please. was going to say that, too. If for anything, I hope Roderick Moore understands this is you just being a rookie. And, and that's why I said that earlier yeah. about, like, Roderick not saying anything. It, his best that he don't react. So his best thing is to say, yeah, that's probably about right. I got to go work for it, man. Uh, these dudes are pros. I'm fresh out of college, and I'm young and dumb. That's the best thing he can say. Bro- Roderick can't have much to say about this one. And you know what? Your head coach, who I would absolutely assume is responsible for this, has all those guys lean- lined up on the same wall. By the way, <laughs> yeah. in the locker room. No, I, I'm serious. It yeah, goes, he does. It goes Dan Moore, Broderick Jones, Kevin Dotson. Oh, wow. Okay. And then the rest, some other offensive line guys uh, yeah. off to the right here. Okay. Don't tell me your coach wasn't responsible for that. Yeah. He, he, he knows exactly what's going on, but that's also what we've been saying has been needed. That competitive just angst and just anxiety, DK, right? That's what they're mm-hmm. formulating inside of that room. So it's good. And this is also, for us, this is spicy. O-line being the topic of conversation where you got to protect the franchise quarterback and also make this offense move forward. DK, I love this. No, it's 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 fun. You just like having the O-line getting headlines. No, it, it ain't even just that, though. <laughs> it, it's to me, they got a lot of talent. And you know what? There's a lot of talk around them. So guess what? I love the, the, the Heath Ledger Joker scene. Well, he's telling them, hey, there's only room for one. And he breaks the pool stick and say, meet me out. That's essentially what's going on right now. Best man yeah. wins. This is good from Tyler Longhurst. says, hey, Moan, my six-year-old daughter, Leah, wants to know how many sacks. He puts takedowns there. Will TJ have this year? She says 1,000. Are you expecting a big bounce back year for number 90? Hey, if your daughter said TJ getting a thousand sacks, he's getting a thousand sacks. You hear me? I think realistically, over fourteen is big for TJ. I, I, I say fourteen plus is a is a good bounce back for a guy like him. Boy, I had a good talk with him on the uh, last uh, last Thursday, Mo. Yeah, I brought you up. Actually, did you? Yeah, I said uh, I I told him that you mentioned on a sh- on one of these shows the last week that. Uh, this whole idea of the big, bad offensive line and how upgraded they are and everything, how that was going to come to a real big test when number 90 went after them. And he goes like this, look at me. He goes, he goes, Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to tell you about that. That's oh, that's goes, oh yeah. <laughs> that ought to tell us what the focus is right there. And, and can I say this, man, mm. at, at some point, like, we give Cam all the praise. TJ's knocking at that door. It's like, hey, Cam, move over. This is like Dr. Evil when he got his uh, he, he's got his evil twin. Is like, I'm number two now. TJ's moving up the ranks as far as being in control of that defense, man. That's just he, my personal thing. Uh, he, he also talked uh, to, to some of the point here that, that came up uh, that he, uh, excuse me, is doing some different things conditioning-wise. Okay. He's taking a different approach this year. He's not – 
like he put it, he said he's not doing 400 pound deadlifts and whatever else. He's, yeah, he he's he's finding a way to get himself ramped up was a word he kept using uh, to get himself into the best possible position that he can be in, so that when the season comes, he can go one thousand percent to. To quote I the young love this. You know why? Because we just talked about this, did we not? Mm-hmm. Like professional growth, understanding where and when I pick and choose my stuff. And we talked about this too last week with TJ. TJ runs hot at all time because we've been trying to figure out who's the third or fourth rusher. Remember that conversation? Mm-hmm. Because TJ runs hot. The fact that TJ acknowledges, man, I gotta, I gotta pace myself a little bit better. Love that. Brian Lytle comes in with, hey, Moan, the Steelers announced that uh, John Norwig, the head athletic trainer for the last 30 years, is mm-hmm. retiring. Uh, any thoughts and stories about John? One guy that cares. I've seen this man break down. I've seen this man go back, bark back at people. I've seen this man be a pro. I've seen him, again, I'm going to say this, care. Like, I know it's a grimy business. Norwig is about as cool as it get, man. Uh, one with a style, but also with this professionalism. Has always been A1 and has never pushed anybody away from getting a second opinion. Uh, never pushed anybody away about, look, if you don't feel good, you just tell me. And having that that pipeline of understanding uh, from him was huge as a pro, especially as an older pro. Trust. You don't I get that. From a lot of people about him is that, there's, is that there was a trust. They, they knew they could go to him with a certain issue. Yep. Um, that maybe they didn't even want the the coach to know about or whatever because they want to make yeah. sure that they're starting and everything. Uh, but hey, can you help me out with this? Um, that is it, rare. So so valuable is is in, in the, uh, everybody who's listening to us talk about this segment or this this topic right now is going. Come on, man! Athletic trainer, thirty years. Thirty that years. Is a big big part of the Pittsburgh Steelers. In that time span, two two head coaches and still lies. Oh man, yeah, also rare, by the way. Yeah, yeah, very rare. Um, beautiful, love that. Also rare here. Uh, William Jarlis comes back and says, "Hey, Moan, what's the first thing that we look for at the start of mini camp? Now, mini camp is next week. Yeah, uh, th- this week is finishing out OTAs. Mini camp is man a longer OTA. Yeah, and I would say this: uh, who all lasts and stays on the field? Because I think it's what two hours twenty five minutes for mini camp. Yeah. It's so it's a it's a pace type of situation. No physicality, still none of those types of things. But it's it's literally uh what about an hour and fifteen longer, DK? If I'm not mistaken, uh, more like just about a half. These have been two hours. These two OTAs. hours. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just longer time on the field. More structured, like a camp setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, OTAs run out this week, and, and mini camp is next week. If if you to the naked eye, they don't look a whole lot different. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It's that it's just this is more CBA stuff. This is labor agreement stuff. It you know? is, and it's also this too. If somebody's been missing in OTAs, everybody shows up for mini camp because there's a fine in place if you don't. Yeah, Casey brings up that we have we have 402 people watching. We have only 170 likes. Casey is displeased by this this Not ratio okay. that's in place right here. Uh, remember that we have memberships here. Yeah. We have memberships, and if you get the membership, you get all these fancy emojis that you see everybody using here, yep. as well as other cool stuff here. It's made easier than ever now. Go to dkps.net slash join. That's yep. it. That's, That's it. it. And when you do that, we'll put you up on the 
screen and say thank you and all that other. And I think Santa came in June too because I saw some people get some free memberships too. DK, they got passed out today. Uh, what say what? I says uh, I think somebody was passing out memberships today, man. If I'm not mistaken, it may be your favorite barber, but I may be wrong. I saw I come across. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Here, Eric says Norwig nearly broke down talking about all of Ben's injuries over the years. And uh, he's he's a heart and soul guy. Yeah, uh, he and, is. Know, just uh, that said, uh, congratulations to him. I don't mean yeah. to leave that part out on his retirement and, and a career well done. Um, Don says, hey, hey, Moan and DK, seems like Trey Norwood performed pretty well as a rookie. Where does he fit in the Steelers' plans? Yeah. Find a way. Special teams. <laughs> you know, DK, I, that's just where it is right now. I, I For young rookies, y'all, we're on a template. Like, we, we got a blank canvas when it comes down to it. And I'm a reserve judgment on expectations, uh, even with a guy like Broderick Jones. If he does start, I, you know, I almost think, well, probably is going to get beat a good bit. Probably is going to have some mental errors like – that's the kind of way it goes if Nick Herbert gets in. He's probably going to get pushed around. Same thing goes with Keanu Benton, right? Probably going to get mm-hmm. pushed around, too. So that's just why I sit with stuff like that. Renee points out, and she's correct because she's also one of them, but there were a couple of us passing out memberships today. It's true, and it's appreciated. I don't see alerts for those. Yeah, It's on the live YouTube. Them. Yeah, okay. I don't see them on, on the platform that I'm using to run this whole thing. That part doesn't show up. Only when someone is brand new, they come in as an individual. So I apologize for that. I'm, I'm trying to keep up with a, a lot of different things going on here. See, Darren is coming to bat for you right now. Look, Renee Kelly's passing out. <laughs> Renee, Renee. Sorry on, about that, Renee. Man. I didn't see it. I didn't see so, it. Yeah, don't be shy if, if when you're either passing them out or you're accepting them uh, to shoot a note this way so that I can be aware of it. Otherwise, Otherwise, I'm just – uh, I'm just not here. I got some. I got one that didn't uh, make it to the uh, free pass out membership pass out, and it's from the uncle table, Doctor Shadows. Okay, and he goes, "Hey, Mons, were you starstruck by any teammates you met your rookie year?" Heck, yes. Of them all, Ben was. I didn't. I didn't really interact with Ben too much earlier on, as far as like being in the fold and stuff like that. Not necessarily being in the fold, but just like. I was just like, okay, he's on offense. The guy that got me, Troy. Troy. Troy, Troy, Troy just, got me. It's how he carries himself, Moan. He got me, DK. Do you know he, what I'm saying? It is. He knew my name. He knew my name because we all did the intro and he remembered it. And uh, there's a movie, I think, what is it? What is it? Beach Street? It's one of those uh, dancing movies from like the 80s. And he was like, hey, your name's Ramon? I was like, oh, there it is. I was waiting for you to do the Troy. <laughs> he was like, hey, your, your name's Ramon? And I was like, yeah. He was like, so like the movie where everybody says, everybody says Ramon. And I was like, hey, man, thank you. And at that point, Troy's been golden, man. He was one of those guys after he retired. I was like, bro, I never asked you as a teammate. Can I have a signed jersey from you? And he actually, you had one and just sent it to me. And I was just like, I would have bought it, but Troy was my one starstruck teammate at the time. Oh, I, I love that. There was a, a road game in Charlotte, regular yeah. season. Game was over by a mile. Troy always the slowest and the last to dress. Every, yeah. every, every button, every everything has to be perfect, right? Yeah. Of course, the hair and everything else on the way to the bus. 
And I had just gotten done spending some time with Brett Kiesel. There's three total people left in that room. Yeah. It was me, Kiesel, and Troy. I got done with Kiesel. And as we're leaving here, as, 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 as I'm, you know, saying, saying goodbye to, mm-hmm. to Keith and whatever else. And I'm walking out of the room. Troy goes, Hey, <laughs> and I was like, Whoa, man. Like normally I don't yeah. think of these people as the stars. I'm around them all the yeah. time, whatever talk all the time, but this was different. This was just Troy Palomalu wanting something from me. Yeah. Okay. He wanted to share an observation that he had about in general, the way, uh, Football has changed. The younger generation is different. Yeah. I'm sure you heard this from him a million times, okay? Because he really believes in it. He respects the elders so much. Yes, you heard he that does. In the Hall of Fame speech, you know, where he said the highest compliment. Remember in the Hall of Fame speech, the mm-hmm. highest compliment we can receive yeah. is to say that you, you could have been with us. Yep. Yep. And the camera goes out to Mean Joe and and Franco sitting there in a crowd, and they're both going <laughs> like this, yeah. you know. Yeah, that was that was as close as I come to a Steeler starstruck moment. Yeah, it was from the movie Beat Street. Troy was like, everybody says Ramon. And I was like, he knows my friggin name. That was awesome. (laughs) While carrying out a box of DVD sets. I think it was like Lost. (laughs) They just won the Super Bowl. Uh, Justin Work wants to know, hey, Moan, I might have missed this. Is that a Latrobe t-shirt? I was born in Latrobe Hospital. I got this shirt. It says Latrobe where legends are born. The year I hyperextended my knee, and uh, I, this is after I figured out um, I was going to be fine and I could play the season. Uh, gosh, that's a picture of me with Kev and I think Coach T and Omar in this shirt, man. So I've kept it for a while now. Mm-hmm. Eddie Harlow comes in and says, I wish I could become a member, but with my cancer, I don't have a lot of money. Eddie, I have a feeling you're about to become a member. In about he just got point. it. Yeah, I was about to say in about it's going to take about zero point five second. And, and oh, look at that! Look at that, Eddie. Uh, yeah, shout out to you, man. Shout out to whoever did it too. That's awesome, phenomenal. Yeah, it's very cool. And best of luck to you in your fight. Uh, it's a winnable battle. It we is. see that now uh, all the time. Uh, Victor comes. Victory Asher comes in and says. It's been about two weeks since I've last seen the Ramon Foster show, but hey, Moan, your face seems to be thinner since the last time I saw you. Victor, thank you for uh, noticing, man. I told you guys on this weight loss trek, uh, I am down over 60 pounds, DK. Just working away. Yeah. Wasting away, man. And I I got this push right before the summer because I do have a vacation. I will miss some time early July, DK. Uh, Trying to just get those extra LBs off before we do vacation, but this is to stay off. I'm hoping by the time you see me uh, in the fall, DK, you'd be like, who the hell are you, Ramon? Well, I, I know, I know that you look a little different than when I, yeah. than when, than when I got that big bear hug in Nashville <laughs> a couple months ago when I was down there at the lobby of the hotel. Like, yeah. Oh, no. yeah, yeah. And you'll be here for the NHL draft too. I'm I, there's a possibility right okay. now. I'm not. Cause uh, I have, I have, I have a first place baseball team to cover, <laughs> you know, look at you, man. I mean, that's, look at uh, you. you know, that, that's something here. Eddie says I have stage four throat cancer. Just oh a matter of time. Love the show. We love you, Eddie. Just love uh, you, Eddie. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, you know, like Renee here says, don't give up the fight. Renee is a cancer survivor. I'm sure awesome. we have other ones who are here. Uh, Daniel Pike says to Ramon, 
Uh, hey, Moan, you coming out of retirement as well. I guess he's referring to, to uh, the Pounce thing. Yeah, no, I saw that. He's talking about Pounce. I saw that. I started to text Pounce like, stop lying. Stop lying. You're not about to play another snap. You or not Mike. even a arena ball. No, he's not oh, doing that. Absolutely. He's too he's too, too much of a competitor to do that. Yeah, he can uh yeah, yeah. Good job, Moan, says Alan Dennison. That's motivation. Uh we've got prayers going out to Eddie here. We've got blessings going out to Eddie. I got one. Uh, this is pertinent mm-hmm. that we get this one. Any idea when tickets for camp will be available? Camp is free, Lenny. Camp is absolute. You don't need tickets. You show up, get your spot, take your cooler if they allow that, and you're good to go. Yeah, let's let's be clear here. Uh, it's it's free for the parking. Yep. It's free for the event. Uh, you know, there's stuff there that you can buy if you want. There's yeah. a shop and stuff like that, but they're not there to gouge anybody. No, and also I think rules say if you charge, then I think a team can record and report on plays and practice integrity of it says if it's free open camp nobody can record and report oh yeah by the way yeah don't be a ravens accomplice or whatever it is don't be sitting there sending tape down to baltimore or out to cincinnati you can send it all to cleveland (laughs) they won't be able to do anything with it exactly no doubt you know. about it, man, DK. Uh, but, Eddie, seriously, hang in there. This is a community of support for you, 100%. And uh, everybody's here is thinking of you, Eddie. No doubt. Appreciate that. Appreciate everybody's time today. Uh, you know, Sorry we missed out on a couple last week because, hey, We're life dead. happens. That's just part of this. We, when we made the commitment to go daily, we knew there were going to be days. Uh, we're going to do everything that we can to be here with you every day and i'm locked out of my twitter so if y'all been at me i hadn't gotten it my two-step authentication has really messed up dk so i hadn't even been on social media now there you go well i'll be back over at the steelers otas tomorrow so we'll have a whole bunch of new you know information and intel and stuff like that that you can try to, to 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 beat out of me here brian says hi from the philippines we say bye from pittsburgh and hendersonville yes indeed So we will, uh, we will, uh, we'll reconvene tomorrow, right? DK, we will reconvene tomorrow and happily so. And whatever you do, don't stay tuned through the, uh, uh that's nothing possibly that could happen. No, Absolutely not. No, nope. peace. DK. I got on my glasses, but I think it's best to bring this poster back. Hard work beats talent. Because right now, Dotson, Moore, and Broderick are all. Don't worry about the talent or where they were drafted at. Right, DK? Mm -mm. Worry about about the work, man. Hey, you know what we should talk about tomorrow? Seriously? I'll write it down. Whether or not Chooks is in that mix. Oh yeah, why not? It's don't tell me it's not a valid topic of conversation. Sound like a plan to me. Yeah, tomorrow we we'll discuss that. Let's do that. All right, guys. Bye bye.